Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, February 26th, and you know what that means. It's Academy Awards Sunday. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. I, all the news is about all the fantastic parties going on this weekend for the Oscars, and everybody's going to some Oscar-related thing. Except for me, I'm sitting in my second bedroom recording Satellite Sisters with my sisters. So joining us, Sheila Dolan, South Pasadena. Entertaining, Sheila, you are bound to have a complete Oscar report for us, correct? Oh, totally. This is my super Ball girls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Julie, uh, in Dallas, Texas, you spent part of this week in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, correct? Correct, Liz, but I'm here on my beige carpet in the closet ready for uh, to talk about the Oscars. <laughs> and Monica Dolan, you're in Portland, Oregon. Last weekend you were in Bend, but now you're, you're home in PDX where you belong. Yes, I am, Liz. Happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> okay, so Sheila, I understand you um, you were sort of cheating on Satellite Sisters last night, that you and Leon had your own radio gig. We moonlighted on the Mar- Mark Eisler show here in L.A., and it was a lot of fun. Okay, tell us more. Well, first of all, it, I, got, I, did, I got home at midnight. You know how bad that is for Sheila. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sheila. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we did a roundtable with two other guys on the Oscars. Leanne, of course, had seen one movie. (laughs) Was that The Muppets? No, Moneyball. (laughs) I thought she saw War Horse, too. Didn't she see War Horse? She saw War Horse, but, I mean, it was just, you know, it it was the kind of thing where she just kept saying Moneyball. (laughs) No matter what the question was? And I kept saying Ryan Gosling because I I just think, you know, um, it was his year. Mm -hmm. But um, although he's not nominated for anything. so (laughs) It was just that kind of year. (laughs) Most of the people I wanted to win weren't even nominated. (laughs) And that's the way it is with me, you know. But we had a lot of fun. And um, I got home late, but I was a little hungry, actually. So I ended up eating two of my... uh, Frozen Thai chicken sticks, which I'd save for today's Oscar party, which is happening on the cozy couch. Oh, so now now you're going to have to go get some more food for yourself? I've already dipped into my snacks, and that's bad. (laughs) Do you have any actual Oscar predictions, Sheila, as long as we're we're talking about Oscar predictions? Well, it's a hard year for me because all the movies I like are not nominated. Um, But this is the thing. What did okay. you want to win, Sheila? Here's the thing. The best movies of the year I saw in the last two days. I saw Rampart with Woody Harrelson, uh-huh. which was unbelievable. Really? Unbelievable. Never uh, Okay. Tour de force, chewing up the scenery, Woody Harrelson. He's so good. And then I saw the Martha, the M movie, Martha Mary... Marlene. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's uh, that's disturbing, isn't it? And then Elizabeth Olsen was so good. I yes. mean, this movie was so well-directed. It sticks then, with you. It sticks with you. And the other movie that sticks with you is the Tilda Swinton movie. <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. Okay. Well, well Sheila, yeah. you and Tilda have always had this connection. You've called her the actress from another planet and all kinds of things <laughs> in the past. Okay, these are the movies I'm going to go with, Liz. These are the movies I saw, and they should win in whatever category they're in. That's the only thing I can say. Because 
let's face it, the artist is going to win every award. <laughs> Sheila, I'm so disappointed about it. In fact, that's going to make me really mad if that wins. because it's, Why, Jewel? It's not even an original story, right? It's the same story as A Star is Born. Okay, so what's so unique about it except for they're not talking and it's in black and white? I, I just... I know. Like, it's, it, it looked like a good... Oscars gimmick, like do it at the Oscars show for about five minutes. Julie, I agree with you. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was very charming. That what you would say about that movie, it was charming and surprising. And maybe I'm influenced by the fact that I took mom and dad to see it. So of course they loved it. They loved the music. They loved the dog. They loved the fact that there was no dialogue they had to pay attention to because, you know, they like to talk anyway during the movie. So the (laughs) fact that it's a silent movie is actually helpful to them because they can continue to carry on their conversation. So I thought it was a charming, cute little movie, but not best picture. I'm with you there. Charming and cute. Not best actor either. He did a lot of mugging. Isn't that the whole point of the movie? He was mugging a lot. He was mugging. He was doing, I mean, as Leanne said, it will be an entertaining acceptance speech because he's French. Yes, right. And So he's got that Roberto Benigni factor in his favor, right? But, I mean, Viola Davis is going to give a good acceptance speech too if she wins. Best actress. Oh, I voted for her in my my poll that I took this morning. Oh, Yes, I did. I hope she does win. Meryl, I I feel she deserves to win for the movie Doubt, but that wasn't put out this year. (laughs) (laughs) She was nominated for that, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, here, my my three favorite movies of the year. These are just, again, they're not going to win a lot of awards, but the ones that really stuck with, with me. Number one, far and away, Bridesmaids. Come on. Come on. It it should win for Best Screenplay, Liz. I know. It's not going to, but it should win. I know. And it should win for Best Picture, if you ask me. Because I thought that was an incredibly smart, funny, deep movie. I thought everyone in it was fantastic. I just did not expect to love it as much as I loved it. And it was very original, too. I mean, it it was not a new topic. But they, it was a very original script. Right. Everyone in it was was great. My movie number two, I know I'm the only one that saw and loved Margin Call, but if you'd really like to understand how things went wildly wrong on Wall Street, oh. Mar- Margin Call is fantastic. That's also nominated in the screenplay category. So Liz, I, that was a fantastic movie. So I guess that's where they put the movies that are really good, and they have to admit they're really good, but they refuse to give them any other prizes. You know, it's just, we'll just give them a screenplay award. And then the third one that I really loved and stuck with me is a movie called A Better Life. And Oh, uh, yes. I saw that too, Liz. That was very moving. It was very moving about an illegal immigrant in Los Angeles, a father trying to raise his uh, teenage son, working as a gardener, and just like what his life is really like, trying to make a better life for himself and his son, but knowing that he's always on the verge of getting caught by the police or something terrible happens. So for me, bridesmaids, a better life, margin call. You know, they're not going to win a lot of awards, but those are my three favorites for the year. Fair enough, Liz. Um, I um, I would have to say drive. Definitely drive with Ryan Gosling. Okay, I had really expected to like that, Sheila, because you had talked it up, and, you know, who doesn't love Ryan Gosling? It was just too violent for me. It was just, just it, there was just a little bit too much. That If you have to look away from the screen that many times, I don't know. It's hard to recommend to people. Right, well, I mean, all the movies I liked this year were really macho. I mean, Drive... <laughs> 
<laughs> Ram, Rampart. Yeah, Sheila, you're on some new kick now. That you, you like these big muscle movies. What's up with that? Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which was really violent. I mean, that was great. That That's was a great, great movie. movie. That's true. That is really, really a good movie. What Just, about The Tree of Life? Isn't that? Uh, did you see that, Sheila? Of course I saw that. That's Terrence Malick. Uh, that's not going to win anything, uh, Julie. <laughs> Newsflash. But, but see, I think that he, he should get A for effort because he made a movie about the creation of the universe. Okay? That's a big topic. It's a little bigger than Bridesmaids as a theme. <laughs> Julie, yes, indeed. And you get to stare at Brad Pitt's face for two hours. Yes. I, I mean, I... Well, I can do that at Moneyball. <laughs> I can't say I love the movie, but I give him A for effort. Now, is that, you know, that, that brings up a, a small, you know, a beef that I've had with a small group of actresses that get every good role in Hollywood. One is Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I, I'm actually on a boycott of one with Jessica Chastain. Where did she come from? If I could remember what she really looked like, I would certainly not go see any of her movies. I, I don't know why. There's just it Really? But she, she looks so different in every movie. That's what uh, I mean. I, that's why I can't remember what she looks like, and she sneaks up on me in all these she movies. She sneaks Monica. up on you. She's there. And the other one? Oh, wow. Michelle Williams. Boy. I mean, that just gets me fired up because she gets every good role and she just doesn't do anything for me i don't know i saw my week with marilyn and again i'm tainted by the fact that i took mom and dad to see it and of course they loved it because it was about arthur miller and that whole time and but i thought i thought she was actually fantastic in my week with marilyn i would recommend that movie to. i thought it was a very charming movie too liz yes yes everyone in that was great it was kind of fun kenneth branagh as Laurence olivier come on that's just entertainment well, I'm going to end with Rampart because... <laughs> okay. Are you expecting any big upsets tonight? No, because I just want to mention the other third actress that gets every good role in Hollywood is Robin Penn Wright, uh, a.k.a. Robin Wright, a.k.a. Sean Penn Wright. <laughs> she, she was in something I saw this year. She was in Rampart, too. She, oh. she had a leading role in Rampart, and That's that was right. the one... One thing that almost took me out of the movie, I said, stay with the movie. Robin Penwright is in it, but just don't leave. Okay, it's not as bad as Margin Call, as I've said, one of my top three movies of the year. Every time Demi Moore is on the screen, I had to say, okay, stay with it, stay with it. Just <laughs> overlook the fact that that's Demi Moore. It's Stick okay. It. Everyone else in this movie is fantastic. Uh, you know, it's Paul Bettany and Kevin Spacey and Jeremy Irons. And then there's Demi Moore. Just, just, just breathe, take some deep cleansing breaths and you'll get through the scene with Demi Moore. Okay, but, you're right, but you're right, Monica. Robin Penn Wright was in uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Mm -hmm. Every they good role. Oh, you mentioned upsets. I think the only big upset would be in the best supporting actor category if um, Jonah Hill won for Moneyball in, instead of uh, Beginners there. Um, <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Yeah, Christopher Plummer. I mean, that was not a supporting role. He starred in that movie. I don't really understand how he got supporting role. But if Jonah Hill won for Moneyball, Leon and I would be celebrating because we thought that was one of the best supporting actor roles ever. Yes, you were touting that on that radio show last night. <laughs> okay, so tell me more about the radio show. Monica, <laughs> Monica did you actually listen? Well, we, we, Sheila, tell him. There was a caller from Portland. Oh, yeah. Oregon. Mark, 
Monica from Portland. I said, yeah, we grew up with her. Hello. <laughs> yeah, they said, you know her. So, yeah, I called in. I mean, I, I got home. I went out last night. I saw the ballet, high art, and then I went to the talk radio show. I'm so happy you did that. I know. Well, it was fun to listen to you guys, and there was an 866 number, and Leanne had posted on her Facebook page, please call in. I'm usually not awake at 1030 on a Saturday night, but... You know, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about the Oscars. So it was fun. Very fun. So, Monica, yeah, Monica what was your question? My question was, um, and I'm still struggling with this today, <laughs> and, and, and the time window is closing because I'm going to see my, uh, going over to my friend's house tonight to watch the Oscars. I did not see the artist. So my question was, do I need to rush out today, sort of after the podcast, before the swimming, at, before the, the party tonight, I, I haven't seen the artist. And uh, What did I, I tell you? What was your oh. answer, Sheila? I said, me like talkies. Don't bother. <laughs> no, I, I think you answered that with Ryan Gosling. <laughs> you know, Monica, I had that same debate with myself last night about the descendants. For I'm whatever really reason, I just have not gotten myself motivated to go see the descendants. And I still haven't. So I could squeeze it in this afternoon if I needed to. Do I need to, sisters? Yes, no. I'd see the descendants before I'd go see the artist. Oh, well, I, okay. yes, I agree. I agree Monica, with that. You've seen the previews to the artist. You've seen the whole movie. That's okay. it. Okay. Thank you, Julie. And I did confess to my friends that, you know, I'm going to be attending this Oscar fete tonight, and they sort of depend on me to come with opinions of things. And I wanted to let them know right off the bat, have not seen the artist, even though I, I think it will win a lot of awards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, all right. Do well, you- Monica, I wish you I wish you luck. I mean, you you did it really it really uh, beefed up the show last night. I mean, it was nice <laughs> to hear your voice. It was nice to be on the radio. It was hard not to take over the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, have you we been had fun. Invited back, Sheila. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. They the host was very worried about me. He thought that um, I needed some kind of medical help, psychological help. So you never know. Oh, okay. Well, sometimes <laughs> she, sometimes she, that makes the best guest. Sheila admitted that she enjoys going to the movies by herself, which I don't think is strange at all. No. I don't think that's strange at all. But he I mean, thought it was strange. Really? Well, oh. The fact that sometimes I wear gloves and cover my head, that might be strange. <laughs> Okay. All right. Moving on. I'm sure we'll come back to Oscar-related news further on in the show because <laughs> you just can't get away from it today. Uh, Julie, I understand you have finally solved your technology problem. Well, no, Liz, I think I've created a new one, but I am talking to you today via my brand new computer. Uh, I am very happy to say that I had an eight-year-old computer. I just, it was time. I had to upgrade it. And this is kind of a follow-up. You know, I had gone, gone to the Apple store a couple of weeks ago, and I really was just lamenting the fact that everyone in the Apple store is so darn hip. And, you know, it just isn't a comfortable place for middle-aged women. And I urged Liz to, uh, that, to, to consider going into business where we would have somehow sort of the Chico's of computers, a store <laughs> for middle-aged women. And Liz, since then, I've even come up with a name, oh. Gadgets for Girls. 
This is it. I want you to be CEO of Gadgets for Girls. Okay. All right. We got, we got a lot of support from listeners on that idea. I think you're not the only one that feels that environment is intimidating. Uh, Liz, I, when I was there with Joe, my Apple, I don't know. Genius. What, genius. No, he wasn't even a genius. He's on the floor. So he was, what is it, just smarty pants. <laughs> Joe, He's a nerd. He's a nerd. Joe, the smarty pants, and he's helping me set up my new computer. And there was a woman across the table from me, uh, you know, a middle-aged woman. She had a large legal-sized notepad with a lot of questions on it. And she was asking a lot of basic questions about how to use her new computer. And Joe turned to me and said, you know, some people who come into the Apple stores get very intimidated because they don't think they know that much about computers. But the nice thing is when you come into the store, look, there's always someone that knows a lot less than you. <laughs> that is what he Joe did said. that? He took that, another woman down? Yes. And I said, no, Joe, that does not. He said, doesn't that make you feel better? And I said, no, Joe, it doesn't make me feel better. Okay. <laughs> He, Joe had no idea who he was dealing with. Yeah, Joe, it doesn't make me feel better about you, for instance. No, no. I said, Joe, I really think you should be nicer and more respon- you know, and more responsive to your customers who are spending a lot of money on computers. So that, and that was pretty much the end of uh, my session with Joe. I t- <laughs> but you gave, but you gave them a lot of money anyway. I know, I know. I just, I was over, I mean, it's to see Liz, so gadgets for girls. You have to do it, okay? Okay. You have to do it. Okay. But so the good news is, as part of this, and sisters, you may have noticed, I have a brand new email address, okay? I'm upgrading my email address. I'm changing everything. I didn't notice that. I didn't either. I can't tell you. I mean, it's a personal email address, but if you look at email I have sent you in the last you know, a couple of days, I have a new email address and I've changed everything, upgraded my security and my passwords. Ooh. Well, now I have created a situation where I can no longer find myself on Facebook. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is. I have the combination of names, security passwords. I can't get there. I cannot get to myself. On- <laughs> oh, Julie. Julie, that happened to me when Leanne spent a weekend here and she used my computer and all of a sudden I was gone from Facebook and I could not for the life of me figure out how to retrieve my password, username. It was very cumbersome. I mean, I I just pushed a lot of buttons and I did it one day. So try that. That's my... Okay, gadgets for girls. Monica can work at the Genius Bar. Just push a lot of buttons. (laughs) You said it in such a nice way. I'm actually going to try that. Just push a lot of buttons. That's... Would you you like us to post something on your wall, Julie, saying that Julie Dolan is temporarily unavailable because she can't get into her own Facebook account? Yes, if you can, if you can get into my, go go find me, go find me. I I, I dare you. Okay, so uh, speaking of Facebook, we did have an exchange this week about Facebook because the further drama of where Satellite Sisters is on Facebook... um, Here's where you can find us. We have a Facebook group called The Satellite Sisters. And for the last year or so, everything I've done for Satellite Sisters, I've been posting on our Facebook group, The Satellite Sisters. Unbeknownst to me, 
everything Leon was doing for Satellite Sisters for the last year, she was posting on the Satellite Sisters fan page. So that also exists. So there are a bunch of people over there on the fan page, like 400 people on the fan page, and there are thousands of people over there on the group. So I would recommend, if you're in the Satellite Sisters group, you can also join the fan page. But especially if you're on the Satellite Sisters fan page, you should join the Satellite Sisters group. Because on the group page, you can post whatever you want. Any comments about the show, anything you want to tell us, or ask your fellow Satellite Sisters, you can do that. And... Every time we record the show, we post it on the Facebook page. So if you're a member of the Facebook group, you'll always know when there's a new show. You can also follow us on Twitter. Do you guys, are you guys actually tweeting or is it just Leon and me? Who tweets? Anyone? No. I, 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 tweet. 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 No. I have a new tweet thing, Liz. <laughs> okay. All right. right. But you can also always tweet as at Sat Sisters, Julie. So feel free to use that as a Twitter handle. So anyway, if you want to follow Satellite Sisters, we're at Sat Sisters. And then if you're just listening to shows, downloading shows, we're always on iTunes. So there's that. But we have the two smartphone apps. One, if you have an Android, and you can just download that in any Android app store, we recommend the Amazon store. But whatever, go wherever you want. There's an Android app and there's an iPhone app. And the iPhone app is actually called Podcast Box. So if you're looking for us in the App Store, don't look for Satellite Sisters. Look for Podcast Box. Now, Julie, you've been working on solving the mystery of Podcast Box because some Satellite Sisters were having trouble with that. But it appears to be working now again. Like it, got- it is. We have, I think, by putting a little heat on Podcast Box. Um, they have responded, and we are now one of the featured podcasts at Podcast Box. So we're right there, front and center. So if you download Podcast Box, you are going to see Satellite Sisters. If you don't, go ahead and email me or put something on our Facebook page, and hopefully by then I will have pressed enough buttons to be able <laughs> to get your message. You know, I also would suggest if you have a problem with Podcast Box, complain to them. That's, a good, that's yeah. another good route. Because that might actually help us. If you email them directly, they might fix whatever your problem is. So, so we got that. And then you can, there's another app called Stitcher Radio, which is really good, uh, which is free. And you can download that to your smartphone. And it means all the Satellite Sister shows will be there for you. And all of the Chaos Chronicle shows. Liam's other podcast will be there for you. So there you go. I just wanted to review that we are all over the Internet. Wherever you turn, Satellite Sisters is there. And you can listen. We actually got a couple of emails this week from listeners who like had missed us for the last couple of years and now managed to find us now that they have a smartphone app because they had never really mastered iTunes. But anyway, so go for it. We're, we're out there. You can listen to us in a lot of ways and you can post on our Facebook group and let us know if you're having any issues with that. So few. Oh, we also had a good, we had a good letter this week, right, Julie, about from Michelle, who yeah. listened to last week's show. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's show, please do. Because Monica was reporting on a new uh, I, I invention, I guess, that you know I think we all could use. It's the carry-on coat. And that it, uh, Monica, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a coat that you, that, you, uh, that you can stuff with all of your personal items, your clothing, your shoes, your toiletries, and that way you don't have to carry a bag on because you're actually wearing a coat, correct? Correct. It's wear- wearable luggage. Wearable <laughs> luggage. Well, uh, so many people have really... Um, you know, I'm not a bandwagon. It's so great. It made me think I could get, get a coat and still have a carry-on bag, so you could carry twice as much. But anyway, Michelle, 
wrote to us, and she would like to see the Satellite Sisters, all five of us, engage in another intra-sister contest with these carry-on coats to see which sister could jam the most amount of stuff in their carry-on coat. Ooh, that is I, actually a good idea. It is a wonderful idea. Now, the trick is we really don't want to buy five carry-on coats. So, Because <laughs> wasn't this kind of an expensive item, Monica? Do you remember? Yes. What it now, now, there was a ladies' model and a men's model. I don't know why the ladies' model doesn't have as many pockets. But apparently, you know, it, the men's model has 33 pockets. And the women's model has something like 18 pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if the company could sponsor this contest, we could really go far. And just take some short flights and uh, see, see who was most successful to get the most stuff on board with them. I don't know what Sheila's going to do because she usually travels with her own bed. And right. So- but Sheila, I don't know if there's a pocket b- big enough for the cuddle you, but that would be another good test of the coat. That would be. Just throw it on top of the coat. Yeah. yeah. Just pretend it's a shawl. See if yeah. you can make that work. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, the carry-on coat. We'll see if you if you uh, manufacture the carry-on coat and you'd like to, us to do this intersister challenge. Just let us know. So, what else is going on, Monica? Okay, I read a great article this week, and Sheila, I think I emailed it to you. And Julie, I would have emailed it to you, but I don't know your new email address. <laughs> Apparently, everything's changed with you. Anyways, in the New York Times, it was called "One is the Quirkiest Number." And it was an article about uh, the increase in the number of households in the U.S. that are just singles. So they say one in four American households is now comprised of single people. Mm-hmm. People living alone, I guess this is a new trend. It's not really a trend with the Satellite Sisters. No. Because, as you know, three out of the five Satellite Sisters um, live alone. Uh, so anyways, and it went on to outline some of what they called the quirky habits of being, of being, um, single things like, you know, don't, you never close the bathroom door, you eat bad things standing in front of the refrigerator. There's no one there to, uh, talk to. So you talk to yourself a lot. There was a lot of people that sing to their cats, speak French to their cats. Cats <laughs> seem to be a <laughs> running, people get cats running running through um, this article. So um, I, I just wondered, do you guys? Uh, first of all, I don't see these habits as being quirky. They're just habits, <laughs> you know. And I guess if there's no one there to call you on it, then yeah, you, you could start doing some quirky things, but you can still do quirky things when you live with someone. Right. I, I just, uh, Sheila, any, any quirky habits you'd like to confess? Well, I have a lot of quirky habits. I mean, I, I don't mind doing them in front of people either, but, uh, <laughs> maybe you just, yes. When you were married, were you equally quirky? I suspect you probably were. I mean, I'm kind of an, I, I, I'm a, I'm a combination of being a neat freak and and then, but then I've gotten to this point now where I don't care in the morning if I trash my apartment as I'm getting ready for work. So clothes are literally everywhere. And I put them on the floor for some reason. I started just throwing clothes on the floor. Ooh, that's quirky. <laughs> 
No, you know, you know what, Sheila, you know what I do? And I guess this would, I would have to change this if I ever got married or lived with someone, but I seem to get dressed all over the house. Yes. The- yes. That's what I mean. Can- there, there's no getting dressed in the bedroom and no. I can't really get dressed in the bathroom because it's so small and there's not a plug that works in there, an electrical outlet that works in there. So, you know, That's I dry- a little quirky, Monica, right there. So, so I have to, you know, dry my hair. If I wash my hair, I have to dry it in the living room. Well, in the dining room, dining area. <laughs> and then, um, you're right. I, I, I just throw clothes all over the house. Yes, you have full reign of everything. I mean, it's that's true. what's I'm so the, great I'm about it. In the laundry room, I'm in my bedroom. I mean, I am getting dressed just all over the house. But why rein that in? I mean, no, I, I say go for it. I mean, it's your apartment. You live there alone. Just use the entire space. I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I let the dishes pile up too, Monica. I do, too. I mean, I, I've sort of embraced the fact that I am, like, a slob at heart. And I realize, <laughs> just, you know, and, and I realize your, that... Your slob has come out. Yeah, my inner slob has come out. Um, and maybe if I lived with someone, I'd have to clean that up a bit. I'm not Ooh, really That sh- would be rough. That would be rough. You'd have to clean up every time you ate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't, I can't that's, do that. That's wild, crazy thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the benefit I see to living alone, and I embrace this every day when I come home, it's so peaceful. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, I'm selfish. So, but anyways, it's peaceful, and it's quiet. And I, Sheila, I think I told you that friends of ours were planning this sort of beach weekend in Florida, and they're going to rent a house, this little cottage that's attached <laughs> to this motel. And uh, I know what's coming, Monica. It, it's going to be like six girls, six women, and this little cottage. So I sent them an email. I said, you know, I I just I, I want to come, but I think I might just get my own room. <laughs> then, then I said, that's reason number one hundred and twelve why I'm still single. <laughs> Monica, do you think it's because you grew up in a family of eight kids that you now just need and cherish this solitude? Yes, I think that has something to do with it. And, you know, in college, living with a bunch of crazy roommates and people coming. I just don't do the well with, like, people coming and going all the time. And there's no one coming and going. Which is pretty much our childhood, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Julie, I have that thought all the time, that... That could be the reason I've lived alone my whole adult life, too, is because we had plenty of interaction as children. There was just plenty, yes. of, plenty of people around all the time. And not, not that I didn't enjoy it at the time. I just appeared to have outgrown it. And now I'm just totally happy when I come home from work at the end of the day just to know that there aren't going to be, like, gangs of people in my home actually does make me happy. Really, I, I, I like it when there's a lot of action. I, I, I don't like to be alone. So there you have it. Uh, maybe that's because you had your own room more than we did as, as a child. No, Julie did not. <laughs> no, you were, you were more spoiled, Julie. You had opportunity to be alone for, what, two years? <laughs> I just think, okay. you know. This is nice. Childhood resentment. <laughs> no, no, I just think it's different strokes for different folks. I mean, I know people that are happily married and, they have families and they love having a house full of people and they can't imagine coming home at the end of the day and not having people they love there to greet them. I 
I just can't imagine that happening in my life. <laughs> well, I have Ferris, so and he's here every night when I come home to greet me. So uh, maybe that's the dog or cat factor in the one is the quirkiest number that you that a pet supplies a little bit of the uh the interaction that you need and that's plenty for me i, I feel my coach my my coach my cozy couch does okay, um, sheila that's your... i do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's my friend <laughs> and and your home should be your haven it should be your sanctuary monica right it is, and I'm just thinking about that with the sink full of dishes, which I'm going to clean up right after the podcast. Oh, I have to introduce the sanctuary. You know what made me so happy yesterday? It was funny. I was like, I read this article about being quirky and single. I told my friends I needed my own room on vacation. And then yesterday, to cap it off, I went out and I bought myself one of those Bodum single one cup French presses. Oh, I love it. I just. Just to celebrate, celebrate my singlehood. So um, I'm enjoying it. I made one little cup of French press this morning. Nice, Monica. Oh, see, that's too far for me. I would find that totally depressing. Well, first of all, I don't drink one cup of coffee at a time. I drink two or three cups. But just looking at a tiny little coffee press. I love it. No, no. No. I told you, you know, before, I at one point wanted to just reduce... All of the dishes and cups in my house just to one. One plate, <laughs> one cup. Monica, one cup. Monica, please, you got to spend more time with, uh, <laughs> with your family and friends. Maybe you, could, maybe you could invest in an adult line of onesies. <laughs> and just one, one little bowl for Kitty. She's got her own little bowl. Oh, one, one towel. <laughs> one light bulb <laughs> i like that idea i really do um, i know it's okay. streamlined it's very streamlined it, it's peaceful so okay <laughs> so moving on so i i uh had read two funny i thought they were funny headlines in the local portland paper this week now you guys know i love that show portlandia this is the show on um, the IFC channel, Carrie Branstein, Fred Armisen, where they do these little vignettes about life in Portland. And it, it goes along with the quirky thing. So now whenever I see things in Portland, I always think, oh, yeah, that should be an episode on Portlandia. So I opened up the paper last week, and I, I saw that they were announcing they were having the second annual yarn crawl. <laughs> oh, God. Well, what could that possibly be? Well, I, a, I, I can totally guess what it is. It's a it's a it's a three day event. Julie, it's for knitters, crocheters, and people that love yarn. <laughs> and and you, you you know you've heard of pump I mean, but is yarn oppressed or something? Is that why they have to have a march for yarn? Or is it <laughs> no? Crazy? It's not a march. It's, it's a like crawl. a pub crawl. Like a pub crawl where you go from pub to pub drinking. Well, this is you just go from like yarn shop to yarn shop. And then in a group, it's just an event. It's a yarn crawl. It's very peaceful. It sounds great. I, I'm definitely uh, thinking about going to the yarn crawl, but I think it should be on an episode of Portlandia next season. Okay. Then a new restaurant opened up downtown. It's in a good place. It's right on near the waterfront in one of the downtown hotels. But I object to the name of the new restaurant. It's called Truss. Trust, T-R-U-S-S. T-R-U-S-S. And when I think of trust, I I just think of, like, 
you know, that's like a contraption that holds up old men's private parts when they have a hernia. <laughs> so you see, you see it from a medical point of view, being a medical person. I do. It's just not, I, I know they, they named that, they named it that because it, it looks out, the restaurant looks out over the Hawthorne Bridge downtown and there are trusses there. But a truss is like what a ma- what you wear when you have a hernia. It's like this. <laughs> I, I thought it was that. how you tie up like meat. Chicken. You know, yeah, you truss the chicken. You truss the chicken. I don't like chicken. that image either. I don't like either image. Right. Okay. Either trussing the chicken or <laughs> trussing up your private parts. No, I don't either. I don't think it's. A, I think it should be called trust. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, well, well, when you open a restaurant, Sheila, you can name it that. Trust. That's a good name for a restaurant. It is. It is. So just, just. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, I read two crazy things in Time Magazine this week that I might as well mention. Well, I guess first of all, I have to cop to the fact that I still read Time Magazine. I don't know about anyone else in the world. Julie, where do you find Julie, it? Julie, you were in my home last month or the month before, and you saw it on my on my dinner table, and you're like, you get Time Magazine. Yeah, it's so thin. It's like one page. I know you're right. It is very thin. Liz, I still get Time Magazine, so good for us. It must be a single thing. (laughs) A single thing. It's a quirky thing. Time Magazine. I think it was a few years ago. Like I just decided I was getting annoyed with renewing, constantly getting renewal forms. So I'm like, okay, what's the longest possible term I could renew this magazine? (laughs) (laughs) And so I must have years. Yes, I must have done that, Sheila. Like for the next 20 years, or while they're still making paper magazines, which probably won't be another 20 years, I will continue to get Time Magazine. So two things in Time Magazine this week. Um, Sheila, I wanted your read on whether you would use this product because this this sounded like something you might be interested in. Uh, The U.S. Food and Drug Administration will soon decide whether inhalable caffeine is safe um, or could or people could possibly overdose. So it's a it's an inhaler called Aero, AeroShot, where you get a hundred you get a hundred milligrams of caffeine powder, which is about as much as there is in a cup of coffee, and uh, it's on the market in New York and Massachusetts, and they're trying to figure out whether it's safe and effective. Well, I don't know what effective would be, but I, I think a late afternoon snort, like <laughs> after a long day of teaching, if I don't. I mean, I drink a lot of cup of coffee in the morning. If I just want to snort it, yeah, that's what I. <laughs> that, I thought you might be the target audience for this. That sounds excellent. <laughs> and you have experience with inhalers, so you know that wouldn't seem intimidating to you. Okay. Well, the other thing I read in the magazine is that you remember who Jason Blair is. You know the guy who was the New York Times re- reporter, and it turns out he was making everything up, and he was disgraced oh, yeah. and tossed out, and yes, it was a big, huge deal. Well, Jason Blair, according to Time Magazine, is now working as a life coach. <laughs> and Oh, of course he is. Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry if you're a life coach, people, but this just sort of reinforces my cynicism about life coaches. It does tend to attract people who are either great at being a life coach or who themselves have no life plan at all. And so they drift into life coaching as a way to figure out what their life plan is. Well, I mean, he he ran into some big troubles. So at least he has for the voice of experience. I guess. I guess. Okay. Jason Blair, life coach. I I won't be calling you Jason for whatever my... (laughs) 
<laughs> whatever plan I'm looking for, I, I just have this feeling I could probably get better advice from someone other than Jason Blair. So, um, anyway, two crazy things from Time Magazine. Don't forget, it still exists out there. Okay, well, hey, well, sisters, speaking of coaches, I was in New Orleans last week for uh, Mardi Gras, and uh, I had a close and personal encounter with a coach of sorts. That would be Adam Levine. Of really? Five. Okay, I know celebrity sightings is not my specialty, but here is the situation. I, we went to New Orleans. My husband rides in one of the big, in this, a super parade, Monica and Demian. It's on the Saturday night before Mardi Gras. And it's, and they, after the, or after and during the parade, for everyone else associated with the parade, they have the Endemian extravaganza. And I've, I've had a hard time describing this, but I now have found the perfect analogy. It is like Chuck E. Cheese for adults. If you've ever been, <laughs> let me, let me just, like, let me just deconstruct what happens. Okay. First of all, it's in the Superdome. Okay. So that's pretty exciting to be in the Superdome. It's a big building. It's a giant dome. It's very exciting. Then you add 20,000 people come to this extravaganza. Wow. That's a lot wow. of people. They are all dressed in formal wear, Sheila. So women, so the, you talk about the Oscars. You cannot believe the costumes that show up in the Superdome for the Endemian extravaganza. The guys are all in crazy tuxedos. People have flashing lights on. They've got headgears. The women are in gowns. Okay, 20,000 people. Then they have at least two or three warm-up bands with 20 to 30 people in each, okay? So these are some of the best cover bands ever, at, anywhere. So you probably have three to 5,000 people are dancing in the Superdome. Oh, okay. that sounds so fun. That I mean, sounds really fun, Jewel. Not enough, because, you know, because that's not enough excitement. So then what they do is they bring in the full-on parade. That means the motorcycle policemen, 37 <laughs> floats, marching bands, are coming into the Superdome with the 20,000 people in their formal wear and the bands going, okay, but that then as... You know, That's still not exciting enough? Oh, they got to kick <laughs> it up a notch, Liz. They have fireworks go off <laughs> while the parade in the Superdome, while the parade is going on. Okay, so this is where you, like, you, there's, there's such a frenzy. But again, not enough excitement. So then on these floats, all the men are throwing beads and teddy bears and cups and doubloons and frisbees and things that light up. There is so much stuff coming at you that you, you just don't even know. It's just like Chuck E. Cheese when you're five years old. <laughs> La last year, you didn't you get hit in the face by something? Yes, I did. Yes, that was okay. two years ago, Liz. Yeah, Liz okay. I took a shot. I took a shot to the temple this year. I have a small bruise. <laughs> I'm going to wear a helmet. Okay. Okay. So this is, you're in a frenzy. And this is like hours of this. This is a parade. So it's a two-hour parade. The bands, the fireworks, you know, the cups, the beads, it's all coming at you. People are jumping. You just can't, you can't believe it. But then they take it to another level. Okay, because they had Maroon 5 there. Wow, nice. Okay. Yes, nice. Okay, just an incredible night. And, you know, Adam Levine, he can really sing a tune there. He's pretty good. So <clears throat> he's singing. It's all great. And it's now about 1.45 in the morning, and we decide to leave. We are really, we are the first of the 20,000 people to leave the Superdome. <laughs> no one else, no one else is even considering leaving. But we <laughs> 
we're leaving at that hour because, you know, we're old. And because my husband and I, we had to get on a plane at 8.30 in the morning. Oh. Was, so we had, we had an early morning. So we leave. We're heading out of the Superdome. We're in, we're going in one of the tunnels under the Superdome to get out. And who walks by? Adam Levine and his supermodel girlfriend are coming the other way. He's just finished there. So Monica, face to face with Adam Levine. So you know what I do? I say, hi, Adam. And uh, (laughs) you did? Yeah. Crazy. And then, you know, get this, then this. I'm like, that's Adam Levine. I was like, you were really good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he really needed to hear that from you, Julie. You know what, Liz? He said, thank you. That's what he said. So, okay. I mean, I'm sure that's just what he, you know, nobody else, none of the 20,000 other people that were screaming and yelling. He really couldn't understand what their reaction was to his music. So when he came off, you know, came off stage and he's in the tunnel and he's feeling all insecure walking down the tunnel with his supermodel girlfriend who's like eight feet tall, like I should mention. You know, I think he just needed to hear these words of encouragement from yeah. me. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Well, okay. you know, the, he's the one on The Voice, right? So he's, Exactly. Yeah, okay. So I was kind he's of... Pardon, Sheila? He's a really big deal. He is a big deal, Sheila. And not only I identified him and I spoke to him and I believe he was. You identified him after having just seen him sing for two hours (laughs) on stage. But Monica, I could have missed it. You know, the celebrity spotting is not my forte. So uh, I just, uh, there it was. You did a really good job. That's what I, that's. <laughs> Very that. straightforward. That's nice, Julie. All right. Well, it's almost time to wrap it up here, sisters. I just wanted to end with one recommendation. I know we were all recommending our favorite movies. Last weekend was Leon's birthday, and I gave her a book that I would recommend to everyone. It's in the true spirit of the Satellite Sisterhood. Ooh. I listened to the audio book, but I gave Leon the actual bookie book, you know, the written on a piece of paper book. And it is Mindy Kaling's book, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? Has anyone read this yet? Oh, no? that looks so good. She She's is very funny, Liz. I, I re- I've been reading her blog. She's very, very funny. She is so funny and so talented. And, you know, I guess I just didn't really put all the pieces together on Mindy Kaling, that she's both mm-hmm. a writer and a producer on The Office, as well as being a performer, and she has done all of this other stuff, and now I know, I think she sold a sitcom to NBC or something. Anyway, you will really enjoy this book if you get a chance to either read it or listen to it. I enjoy getting the audiobook when I know it's someone who's very funny performing their own material. That's why listening to Tina Fey read Bossy Pants was the way I went with that one. So it has a little bit of the Bossy Pants spirit in it. And even in the beginning, Mindy Kaling says, I know you're probably thinking, why did Mindy need to write this book if Tina Fey had already written Bossy Pants? And I love Tina Fey, and I hope you'll buy Bossy Pants a few more times, you'll buy my book a few more times. And if Amy Polar ever writes a book, you should buy that too. So it's just, it's very much in that spirit of maybe kind of in the bridesmaid spirit, just to go back to what I liked about this year's movie. <laughs> to circle back to bridesmaids. Just to circle like back to women supporting each other and being hilarious in the process. So the, um, if you get a chance, it is really, really funny, and I enjoyed it. So there you go. As Julie, speaking of it, like being single, she's got a whole um, chapter in there. Mindy is still single, but she's got a chapter in there called Step It Up, Married People. 
<laughs> it's about okay, that. I'll take personal note of that section of the book. Yes, yes. She, she would really like married people to just, like, step it up, be better at being married, because otherwise, if they ruin the whole institution of marriage before she has a chance to get married, she's going to be really mad. She has a good point there. Yeah. Okay. She also produces her own funeral in the book, and there are some, like, whatever she has sketched out there is her plan for her funeral, what's allowed and what's not allowed. Should I die suddenly, sisters? You're just allowed to use Mindy Kaling's uh, funeral plan for me. So there you have it. Is everyone hanging out without me? I recommend that. So who's eating what for the their Oscar party? <laughs> Julie, any snacking you have planned? I, I've just got a last-minute invitation. I'm heading down to my neighbor's house to go to an Oscar party, and I don't have to bring anything. So I'm hoping there's good food there. Oh, nice. Monica? Oh, well, I'm going to my friends, and my friend Michael is a gourmet cook. So we have, like, hot cheesy appetizers and he makes dessert we have a little supper so i'm really looking forward to my dinner tonight all right and sheila we know you already ate your food <laughs> i ate my chicken sticks <laughs> but i still have the low-fat frozen lasagna from trader joe's <laughs> <laughs> yummy that does sound glamorous all right everybody listen to us wherever you want and post on our facebook page how it's working for you we're the satellite sisters call your satellite sister